Good morning. Thank you, Stephanie. William Shakespeare, in his story, Romeo and Juliet, states, What's in a name? A rose, by any other name, would smell as sweet. Shakespeare was referring to the idea that names themselves are a convention to distinguish things or people, but themselves do not have any meaning or worth. Well, yes, if a rose were any other name, it still would smell sweet. However, I have to disagree with Shakespeare. A name is worth all of its meaning. Think about it. For those of you who have children, deciding on the name of your baby can take days, weeks, or even months. Giving a human something they will be called the rest of their life is a huge task. Then, as a parent, naming a child, you also need to go into thinking about the middle name. One must contemplate the flow of the full name. If you Google funny names, I warn you, many I cannot say here today. However, some other examples of when it comes to understanding the importance of naming a human is a linebacker from our pastor's home state of South Carolina, Hot Rod Fitton. Another linebacker from Arkansas named Bumper Pool. And then there is the quarterback from Oklahoma with the name General Booty. <clears throat> As you see, names are important. If you remember today's story correctly, we have some pretty big names mentioned. Moses, most of us recognize that name, was out one day tending to his father-in-law's sheep. Moses' father-in-law was named Jethro, Another big deal as well, he was the high priest of Midian. While Moses was walking around, God appeared to him in a very unusual way. Scripture says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, but it was not consumed. There are several different theories when it comes to to a bush in flames, but not actually burning. One of those theories is that Moses might have had an inner experience, an intimate one-on-one -on -one experience with the Lord. The sheep, or if anyone else had been with them at that time, might not have seen the same thing Moses saw. I can only go with what scripture says, but I'm okay with this idea. How many times have you and I encountered with God either here listening to a song, riding in a car, or through words someone said? Many times God speaks to us differently. He knows us and he gets our stubbornness. When God has Moses' attention, he tells him, I am the God of, the, of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. These are some pretty big deal names. I had to stop and think about this. Why did God mention such big wig names? 
These are names Moses would recognize. These are names that have meaning and credibility. The name Abraham means father of multitudes or father of nations. Isaac means one who laughs or rejoices. And Jacob means to follow or be behind, or the Hebrew meaning is heal. We always say it is a who-you-know world. Well, I think these names might have just grabbed Moses' attention. I also like to think, even though God is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, our beginning fathers, he's also the God of Allison, the God of Rachel, the God of Maddie and McCaden. These names mean something. He was the God from the beginning, and he will be the God to the very end. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Moses heard his name and responded. God was about to give Moses a pretty big task. Out of all people, God told Moses he would be the one to free his people. Let's look back on Moses' life a little. We learned last week that Moses was spared by the daughter of Pharaoh, another big name. Naming a child was just as fun and important then as it is now. In Hebrew, Moses' name, Moshe, means I drew him out of the water. Have you looked up the meaning of your name? I went ahead and looked up some meanings of names just for fun. The name Julie means youthful and soft-haired. The name James means replacer or may God protect. And the name Lorraine means seagull, the bird. Moses grew up wealthy, full of anything he needed or wanted. After witnessing an Egyptian beating a Hebrew and seeing that no one was there to watch him, he killed the attacker. Then, after finding out that someone did see the murder after all, Moses ran. Looking back on Moses' life, I have to relate a little. Don't worry, I have not killed anyone, but... There have been many times after doing something I knew was wrong, I ran. I have wanted to hide just like Moses. I have felt 100% worthless, ashamed and embarrassed. But the story goes on. Moses is found by a community. He finds love and a family that wraps their arms around him. Then God speaks. I have to think that Moses felt some type of comfort when God said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry. How many times have we been in misery and cried out? I have to believe even in the shame when Moses was struggling, there were times when he cried out to God in misery. Now hearing the actual voice of the Lord finish with, I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them 
Moses must have felt some form of weight lifted off of his shoulders. He must have had some type of feeling of comfort and forgiveness. With the comfort of hearing God's voice, we also know that Moses was very hesitant. I would think in the back of Moses' mind, he might have wanted to ask, your God, why can't you do it? Go and deliver them yourself. You can do anything. But no, he chooses another question. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Moses viewed himself as an unlikely person selected for a mission. He wasn't great at public speaking. He did not view himself as a leader. But he knew the order was for him to go. God tells him, now go. I'll help you speak and I'll teach you what to say. As I was preparing for this sermon, I related to this very thought. Several times the staff would ask me, when are you going to preach? And my response was always, never. After all, I handle children, not adults. It would get brought up and brought up, and eventually I began to think they were serious. When asked again, I began to think this wasn't just the staff asking me to preach. It was God. And now here I am doing my best to fulfill what I believe God has asked me to do despite my fears, just like Moses. As I started reading scripture, I opened up my heart and begged God to use me. I begged him for whatever it is I say today was going to be from him. Help me speak, Lord, and teach me what to say, just like you did to Moses. Moses and myself are not gifted preachers, but the order was to go. Two unlikely people selected for a mission. Will Willimon states in one of his lectionary sermon resources, all Christian leadership begins in God's determination to have a people in motion helping God retake what is God's. Moses helped take back God's people and deliver him. What is it that God is asking you to take or lead? When my sister and I were probably around the ages of six and four, we got lost in a store. I remember the two of us staying put, crying, thinking we would never be found. A part of the story I do not remember is when an employee called over the intercom with the children of Lynn, my mother, please report to the front. This call happened a couple of times. I have no recollection of it. But, but I do remember being so scared and hearing, Chelsea, this is your mother. Come to the front of the store now. I heard my name and became all ears. My sister and I immediately recognized our mother's voice and her tone and got up from where we were and went to the front of the store. I recognize my name, my name, Chelsea. Moses asks God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God says to Moses, 
I am who I am. This is his name. This name means eternal. It means he was always there. No beginning and no end. His name means being. God tells Moses, I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this very mountain. Friends, God is with us. He can pick us up from any situation. We are reminded each week when we come here that we get to gather again and worship here on this mountain. Here at HAB, we have a recognizable name. How do we want the name of Hendricks Avenue Baptist Church to be remembered in our community? How did we begin? Where are we now and where are we going? How will we as a congregation and as individuals take up our cross and follow him? Remember our gospel lesson from today. Matthew tells us, if any want to become followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The names Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are remembered today. Will the name Hendricks Avenue Baptist Church be remembered? Will your name be remembered? When God calls, we need to go. But more importantly, and I want you to remember, God knows your name. He loves you without you needing to prove anything.